0: you guys welcome back to the that's life podcast my name is abby murphy and this is a christian podcast dedicated to navigating the transitions of life and how to do it through a Christian lens. I'm so happy to be here with you guys this week. What a week, wow. I feel like I've just gone a mile a minute. So for those of you that don't know, this is audition season. I'm a performer at Belmont University in Nashville. I'm 20 years old, I'm a sophomore and I'm getting my BFA in musical theater. And this season right now is currently audition season which means a bunch of local theaters where I'm trying to get work or a bunch of regional theaters or a bunch of community or well, professional community theaters don't pay basically any theater that offers pay for performing um us performers gear up send out audition tapes send out things go to these places and try to audition to get the role and get work so that's what I've been doing literally this entire month and I just finished my last thing that I needed to film for this season before spring break. And who knows if I'll get some more offers over spring break, but for right now, I've done all that I can do. I've got everything done and it feels so good. Everything is sent out, I've gone to every audition, have any more planned and it's been amazing so for those of you that want to know if you just want to skip through you can but for those of you that want to know um i went to some auditions in lexington i went to sctc i went to some bigger auditions i went to some smaller ones uh some local ones just everywhere um and it was crazy this past weekend just specifically speaking um i went to sctc in lexington kentucky which is southeastern theater theater conference. I think theater is the T in that, in that, ac- is, wait, that's not an acronym. Is it called an acronym? I don't know. Whatever it's called that, the big letters. I think it's called an acronym. Let me look it up. Yeah. An abbreviation formed initials of the letters. Wow. I'm really good. Um, I am not a dumb actor. Actually, fun fact, the audition that I went to yesterday. I had, there's a dance style called Fosse, and I have it listed on my resume. Turns out I spelled it wrong, and they called me out in the audition for having it spelled wrong. But anyways, it's fine, because I know what an acronym is, and that's all that matters. Long story short, the auditions have gone really well, and now I just wait and hear, and it's a waiting game. So for people that aren't really in the theater world, um, you know, you usually are given like a deadline of when you'll hear back for auditions and theater things you either hear back or you don't ever hear back. And when you hear back that means you booked it or if you didn't book it you just never hear back. So it's kind of this like waiting game which kind of stinks, but it's just just how the job is and, you know, that's what I've been doing, but I'm extremely grateful for it. It's been awesome and I'm ready to hone in on the podcast, hone in on Uh, keeping strong with Jesus and just continuously reading my Bible through all the craziness has really kept me level and grounded and I've in every interview that I did at SETC or every every opportunity that I've had at all these auditions where I meet new people and you know make first impressions I really try to get across um, just the energy of my faith in any conversation that I can but in any way, I always try to sneak in. I love Jesus. And let me tell you about him because it's what makes me, me. And you know, that's who I am. That's what I find my identity in. And I'm, I can't just switch that identity off when trying to book a job. Um, and so, you know, I try to, I try to squeeze that in, but honestly, it's kind of inevitable that it's just going to happen because I'm just so excited to share my faith. And, um, it's something really cool that, uh me and jesus get to go along this crazy audition season together so today what i'm going to be talking about is the realizations that i have had throughout this season of life and just meeting people um seeing people, meeting new people. I feel like I've been making a lot of new, like, first impressions. I've been going to a lot of auditions. This is my first, like, real audition season. And even for those of you that aren't a performer and don't, like, relate with the audition season kind of thing, um, this can go for anything. College kids or high school kids that are trying to get into college, college kids that are trying to get a job, someone who is older and might have lost their job, or someone who's older and wants to get into something else. Any season of life where you have tried to get involved in something else um and it's kind of just like a guessing game that's kind of where i'm at right now and i've had a lot of realizations just you know relating to that and not relating to that but i thought i would share i have five realizations we can talk about them see what's up but before we do that i am going to play a little icebreaker game because i just love my games i think they're so fun um this game i'm gonna name right on the spot is called Questions kids ask their parents. So I just looked up like funny, silly Christian questions because I don't know. That's just what you look up when you have a Christian podcast is funny, silly Christian questions. And what this was labeled, it's cafemom.com if you wanted to know. 18 funny questions kids have asked about God. So I thought I would blindly react to them. Haven't seen any of them and we'll just talk about them together. Okay. Oh, there's also an ad for the Megan Markle series, which I actually loved, by the way. I know some people don't, but anyways, that's beside the point. Question number one, why did God make mosquitoes? All they do is bite you. Why would he do that? If my child asked me this, oh, that's good. I'm going to try to answer it. If my child asked me that, I would say little Billy, little Sally, God made mosquitoes. You know what I would say? I would say, God made mosquitoes in his perfect image. However, there's evil in this world and evil is inevitable. Just like, you know, you sin when you don't do your chores or you know, you sin when you lie to your friend. Mosquitoes, they bite, that's their sin. But Jesus forgives the mosquitoes. Boom, mom of the year. Question number two, why does God stay in heaven and not come down to earth to visit? I would say, well, let me tell you about Jesus Christ. God sent himself in human form in the form of Jesus, which is why we hear Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, because Jesus is God's son, and Mary birthed Jesus in a barn, which actually, fun fact, isn't a barn, it was a cave. Anyways, because barns didn't exist back in that time, I learned that from my boyfriend Peter when he went to Israel. Anyways, besides point, and I would say, little Tommy... That is, that Jesus, God has done that, and his name is Jesus. But if you're asking in the present why he doesn't, is because he's not ready for earth to end yet. And when he comes back, that means earth is done and we go up to heaven with him. But until that day comes, he's just gonna stay up there watching over us. Thank you, and the end. Question number three, I think my four-year-old son got confused when he told him that God watches over us. He said, wait, so God is Santa Claus? ah I've actually talked to my roommates about this because one of my roommates wasn't told like about Santa Claus um for any children listening I'm going to go along with um being a child myself because I love children so pick up what I'm noting at here just in case wink wink um just in case Santa's listening and he puts me on the naughty list this year which wouldn't be very good. Um but my roommate was never told about Santa Claus and so she just grew up you know not knowing, you know not having that fun side of Christmas. Not and uh she said she never felt like she, you know, missed out on anything. Um so it's actually kind of interesting to think about like, oh, am I going to tell my kids about Santa Claus or am I not? I pray about it. And I don't feel any conviction about doing it because just for me, even like the actor side of things and just like the Christmas spirit side of things, um, you know, I definitely think that I will, but in a different way of this is Jesus's birthday and let's buy a cake and sing happy birthday to Jesus rather than let's rush down and see what Santa Claus brought us for Christmas. Just a personal preference. But I mean, it's inevitable they're gonna go to school and it's gonna like happen and I honestly think it's fun and to believe is is just so magical um that I have so many memories of just hearing things on the roof or seeing Santa eat the cookies that I left out and reading notes and it's so fun and I'll cherish those forever but um I definitely don't ever want my kids to have that higher than what Christmas is truly about. Number four, did Jesus get potty trained as fast as me? You know, I'm sure Jesus was potty trained before you, little Billy Joe. I'm sure he was. Number five, how did Jesus even rise from the grave? Did he punch out of his grave and say, this isn't the last of Jesus? That's a good question. I would hope he would. I hope he would say, this isn't the last of me. Ha ha ha. Number six, is Jesus a zombie? Hmm. Interesting. I guess it's your definition of zombie. When I think of zombies, I think of horror, so no. But if your definition of zombie is rising from the dead, then I would say yes, but I would say there's only one zombie in the entire world. Question number seven, can God read our minds? Yes, period. He knows our minds, our hearts. He He can read our minds before we even think the thoughts that we have in our minds because he created our minds. Question number eight, is Santa God's really rich brother? No, I would say God's brother, well, Jesus's brother's actually wasn't very nice to him. And Santa Claus is pretty nice, but yeah, no, I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jeannie, baby Jeannie. Number nine, mommy, is that God referring to the priest marrying my sister-in-law and her husband? I would again just say no. Mm -mm. number 10 when my son was about four or five and it started to rain while we were walking back from the park he asked me if it was god peeing on us okay i i remember saying that when it would rain i'd be like oh the angels are peeing or like the angels are bowling if it's thundering like that kind of thing but i always was like what happens when they're lightning like razor scooters or like lighting a match i don't know get back to me on that number 11 if god saw that it was not good for adam to be alone how come he never made himself a wife Hmm. because god is god i don't know i mean i don't have the exact answer but that's what i would say god is is above all god is complete in himself and he doesn't have to be made whole because he is whole um us as humans aren't made whole until we've found that relationship with with christ but also when you are married with someone um you are you are made whole through sexual actions um into one body but god is so other he is so of not of this world that the same like restrictions or the same laws that he set don't apply to him because he is god question number 12 if that makes sense question number 12 if god sees everything does he watch us in the shower i mean i yeah but not like a not like creepo anyways number 13 i teach preschool sunday school and i talked about jesus as the good shepherd and how he will leave 99 sheep to find the lost one one little boy piped up did jesus live in a zoo well maybe i know noah did Noah in the ark question number 14 why does he have horns does his head butt the other gods why does he have horns Why does he have horns? Are you talking about in Revelation? Maybe they're talking about in Revelation. Why does he have horns? Oh, thorns. Thorns maybe is what they meant to say. I'm not really sure. I'm skipping that one. This is the last question. So was he a vampire? No. Little Charlie, Jesus was not a vampire. And that's where we're going to end that. Anyways, that's awesome. So now I'm going to open us up in prayer and then we can get into the main chunk of what I want to talk about today on the podcast five realizations that i've made but before we get into that bow your heads if you are stationary if you're driving or running or walking just keep your eyes open Um, i invite you to have the heart posture of prayer at this time dear heavenly father I thank you for this day i thank you for letting me do another podcast and talk and share and just be open and enjoy what you've allowed me to enjoy thank you lord for being here i invite you into this space amen So the first thing I have realized in this little chunk of life in the past two months, I would say, um, number one, the way I perform is a result of what the Lord wants for me. Um, the, the verse Psalm chapter 37, verse four, delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. It's what I used to back this up because I, I leave auditions sometimes and I'm like, Mm, I don't feel good about that one. And then I'll leave auditions other times and be like, I crushed that. And I sit and I think to myself, like, why, why am I good sometimes and not good other times? Um, this could go for anything, interviews, tests, schoolwork, hanging out with friends, whatever, you know, dates, going on dates, whatever the situation is, God is going to ordain what he wants to ordain. And if that comes with, altering your actions in a certain way, then you've got to allow him to have his way in that Um, and not beat yourself up about it. Because if I bomb an audition, I don't look at it and say, Oh my gosh, like I was horrible. I was horrible. You know, it's more of just like, well, you know, if it's not in God's will, it's not in God's will. And that, you know, everything happens for a reason and God's going to align things the way that he wants to align them. I remember applying for college and long story short, I was getting lots and lots of no's and I just was getting beat up about it and was really tearing myself apart because of it. Um, And I've, I realized now, you know, Belmont was my absolute last choice. I didn't even want to go here at all, but I would have accepted another school if I would have got the offer from like another school that I wanted. Um, But Belmont was really the only option. And so... Now I understand why, because it's the perfect school for me. But if, if I would have got yeses, which is what I wanted, you know, um, then I wouldn't have ended up where I needed to be. And now I understand why I'm here at Belmont because it's the only place I ever see myself going to school. It's, it's perfect. It's the perfect match. And, and, you know, I just had to allow God to have his way in that. And so, especially going into all these auditions, I'm like, oh, why did this happen? Or why did I do this? Or blah, 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 blah. If you don't do your best, you know, it's okay to feel upset with yourself, give yourself a little constructive criticism, but that as, you know, it's not all on you. You not doing your best could just be a result of the Lord not wanting you to have that opportunity. Um... And that's, that's kind of what I've learned. Realization number two, the more I immerse myself in secular things, the more I want those things. Um, the verse that I have to go with that is Matthew chapter 6, verse 21. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. I just think about this in so many ways. Social media, especially podcasts. For me, I listen to podcasts all the time. And the more secular, which is like of this world, you know, contemporary, more anything that's really not, you know, uh, Christian, Christian things to fill your mind with. um, The more I, I want those things, I listen to, sometimes I listen to like pop culture co- podcasts about, you know, dating do's and don'ts or just like silly things or like, you know, um, gossip podcasts or pop culture podcasts. And, and then I wonder why I want to gossip so much, or then I wonder why I want to do this, that, and the other, you know, I, listen to podcasts about going, like, these people who talk about going out on the weekends. And then I wonder, like, why do I want to go party and do these things that morally, for me, I know are not right in, uh, in me and how I feel convicted and things? And it's hard because it's hard to switch that off. Like, if I'm looking at my pop culture podcast, but then right underneath it is my Christian podcast. Like, I want to pick the pop culture one. It's more interesting, but it's because that's what I've been listening to for the past couple of days. So it's just got to be a kick in the butt and you've just got to like look at yourself and be like, listen, I know it's going to be hard to choose this right now. But once I get on that path, that's what I'm going to crave. And that's what I'm going to want. Um, you know, when I switch my podcast playlists from, you know, listening to whatever songs and then, you know, I want to listen to worship the more i listen to worship the more i want to listen to worship you know it's gotten to the point now where in the gym i don't want to listen to anything else except for worship um where you set your intentions or what you're going to crave and what you're going to desire now i'm not here to say like don't ever listen to anything justin bieber again or i mean justin bieber's a christian but you know what i mean or don't ever listen to anything you know rap again or selena gomez again or don't watch any you know whatever show or listen to whatever podcast But when those convictions come, that's definitely telling you something. And I I definitely think if you feel the conviction and you're like, oh, well, is this just me making it up in my head? Or is this really God telling me something? I think the fact that it popped into your head in the first place might tell you what you need to hear. Realization number three. There is so much more to life than my schedule. This is definitely just a very general statement. um, But... It's really put things into perspective for me, especially with like my working out. I'm very, very, very like I religiously work out like I love my workouts and I'm very dedicated. And that's not ever something that I'm going to lose. But I've been experiencing so many different things on the weekend, like going to different places on the weekends. And it's kind of just hit me that like like I don't need to get up and do this workout when i could go spend those two extra hours sightseeing or hanging out with my mom or you know like stay on your routine for what helps you but when it takes away from your experiences of life like in the grand scheme of things staying on your schedule just for that one day out of the week rather than going and experiencing things like at what cost like How are you living? And I say this to myself because I am such a stickler for my schedule, but God has provided things in this world for us to experience for a reason. And yes, this world is evil, but this world is also where we live. And, you know, you don't want to be of the world, but enjoy the gifts that he's given you in this world. And it keeps you more grounded. It keeps you aligned to him and also keeps your priorities in check and just lets you know, like, hey, there's not ever anything that's bigger than God. And you are not controlled by your schedule. You're not controlled by this work that you have to do. You're not controlled by what other people tell you you have to do. Life is life and it's going to keep going. And and the the earth is going to spin 24 hours. In 24 hours, it's going to rotate on an axis. And, and we're just people. And... No one's looking at you with that close of a lens saying, oh, are you staying on this schedule? Are you doing this at this right time? Are you staying on this? The only person that's doing that is you and maybe like your mom or an agent, if you have an agent or your manager. And yes, there are priorities that you need to align. But at the end of the day, especially with... Being young in this place that I am right now with being young, I need to enjoy just being able to be free and go see things and experience new things while I can without that nine to five job schedule, without having to provide for other people, without, you know, and and it's a blessing that I don't have to provide for other people like a parent, because I know some people are looking after their siblings or, you know, they provide for themselves and they, and they have that more strict rigid schedule that they have to keep themselves on that. And so, you know, I know my, my wonderful blessing in that, but even to those people, I would say still find that time, even if it's just 30 minutes to wake up earlier, find that time to choose to realize you are living and just breathe and be with people or be with yourself or look out in the, in the sky without looking at your phone. Just take that time, even if it's 30 minutes for a week outside of your schedule. Just find a way to switch that schedule up and remind yourself that life is life and life is not a schedule and you are human and not a robot. Number four, you become like the people you surround yourself with. This is huge for me. I definitely realize this in even just the way that I speak. Your five closest people that you surround yourself with are the people that you're most like. And I notice that, especially when I've been like hanging out with people for a period of time, I start to pick up their language. I start to pick up, you know, all the theater kids on campus all have the same lingo. Like, um, even on TikTok, like people have sayings like, oh, it's giving this or, oh my gosh, like slay, like, like it's even trending what you fill your mind with and what you are surrounding yourself by is what you become and we see that even just on a grander scale in technology today of people making these same jokes and you know people saying like oh this generation has this humor and you know this thing has this thing and whatever it's because it's what we're surrounding ourselves by and the, the people that you place in your life are the people that you are going to become. You know, m- me as a person is so heavily influenced by everyone that I have in my life. I'm basically just a mixture of all of them. And they're basically just have a little bit of me with the mixture of all of the people that they're around. And that's why sports teams get along. And that's why musical theater people groups get along. And that's why clubs click. And that's why, you know, XYZ... That's why families love each other. And, you know, there definitely are cases where that is not the case. And I feel very, very sorry for those people. But, you know, no matter what, the people that you surround yourself with are the people that you're going to become. And if you're surrounding yourself with people that gossip, you're going to gossip. And if you bond with people over gossiping about others, that might be something that you want to check out. Because you're not going to know how to bond with other people. Because all you've ever surrounded yourself with is, is being able to bond by speaking poorly of others. Um, and it's, it's just something that I've, I've checked in with myself and been like, who are the people I'm surrounding myself with? Because I'll catch myself sometimes saying things that I wouldn't normally say. Um, not in a rude way, just, just for me, just like silly, silly sayings of, you know, I don't, I don't have that modern day humor of, you know, the sayings and the whatever that people say. They say. I don't even know what they say, but I don't have that like modern TikToky funny humor. Um, but sometimes I'll catch myself saying little jokes like that and then I'm like, eh, that's not me. Like, why am, why am I falling into that? You know, I think it's funny when other people do it, but it's just not me. And that's a very silly example, but you know, it's an example that you can apply to yourself on a on a deeper level and it's definitely something to think about because I've been thinking about it a lot. Number five, the last one and the best one, in my opinion, it will all work out. Literally, it will all work out. If you listen to last week's podcast, my crazy Texas adventure, it all worked out. And here I am sitting here, already finished all my auditions. Last weekend was crazy with SETC and I, long story short, I really felt hopeless uh, with how my auditions were going to go and kind of was just like, why am I even here? And it worked out, you know, Um, and and even at SETC, my mom prayed for this, I found out later, but I was talking to Peter, and I was like, I don't even know why I'm here, like, I'm not going to be able to get seen, my audition got moved, blah, 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 and someone just comes up to me, and she just goes, hey, I just need to tell you, this is all going to work out, everything's going to work out, this is crazy, so crazy, but it's going to work out, I just looked at her and I was like, thank you. And then I called my mom and I was like, Mom, I just had an angel. Like, I seriously think God just sent me an angel. Um, cause I never saw this girl again at the conference. And, but she was so kind and just told me everything was going to be okay. And it was because God provides and He is there. Um, even in like past auditions, you know, this upcoming season uh, at Belmont, we had Beauty and the Beast auditions and we had, the world goes round auditions. And I really wanted beauty and the beast just to be in beauty and the beast. I didn't even care who I was. I just wanted to be in beauty and the beast. Well, naturally I got world goes round, was a little bummed at first and then was so excited, you know, I, and I wouldn't trade that experience for the world. Like I got to live out my choreography dreams and bond with so many people. And it was so amazing. Then I auditioned for another show and You know, I got a call back and got super excited about it and then didn't get it and just, you know, kept having hope for these things and didn't get them. But now looking back, if I had gotten Beauty and the Beast or the show that I auditioned for, I wouldn't have been able to go to Texas and audition for something like so amazing and cool I wouldn't have been able to go to Lexington for all these auditions I wouldn't have been able to make all these connections I wouldn't have been able to go see my family on certain days I wouldn't be able to go hang out with my sister on certain nights like things that matter more to me now that you know when if I would have had the opportunities prior that I initially wanted in my heart I wouldn't have been able to experience those things and boy am I grateful I did if I wouldn't have done world goes round I wouldn't be able to say that I am a choreographer, you know, I wouldn't have been able to build up that confidence. And it, it just, it just all works out and you can't see the big picture until you've almost just kind of passed it. Um, and that's what I'm really learning is like, just to enjoy the nose because something else is coming. It's all going to work out. God doesn't want to ruin your life. He wants to provide for you And he wants to provide the best for you. But if that means taking away something that you really want in the moment, because you can't see the big picture, then that's just going to be how it's going to have to be. And so for all these people who are receiving rejection or getting excited about things and, and they're not getting it, or just feel stuck. You just feel stuck in the place you're at, or you're just not content in the place that you're at, no matter what the circumstances. Number one, your feelings are valid. And I encourage you to have those feelings, open up about those feelings, even talk about those feelings, not in a complaining standpoint, but just in a way of being honest with yourself and saying, I'm a human and God gave me emotions and I need to feel them, but feel them for a certain point And then say to yourself, this happens for a reason. And I know it's in God's plan. And look on the bright side of things because it's like, well, what new opportunity is going to present itself? And maybe it's an opportunity of rest. Maybe it's an opportunity of doing something else. But no matter what, God is going to have his way and make his way known because it is all going to work out. And the, the sun is going to rise again and you're going to keep breathing and everything is going to be okay. So if you're listening to this and you need someone to tell you this, God has got you. You just have to trust him from one person to another. I received so much rejection and yet I'm so happy in the place that I am in because I've also been able to experience so many other amazing things from the rejection. And if I wouldn't have received that rejection that hurts so bad in the moment, I wouldn't have been able to have even better experiences. Um, and that's just the glory of God and the grace of God and how amazing he is. So, I pray for you and your sadness if you're feeling that way. But no, there's always light at the end of the tunnel. In closing, um, I'm going to read just the five realizations again, just for those that, you know, want to read it um, or won't need to hear it again. Number one, the way I perform is a result of what the Lord wants for me. Number two, the more I immerse myself in secular things, the more I want those things. Number three, there is so much more to life than my schedule. Number four, you become like the people you surround yourself with. And number five, it will all work out. Go read Psalm 37. Delight yourself in the Lord and he will give you the desires of your heart. That's verse 4. And then Matthew chapter 6 verse 21. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. Go experience new things. Check your friend group. See what influences you have. And know that rejection could be an opportunity for something even better to come your way that you would have never imagined. Um, I pray that you have a great week. Go into this week and enjoy um, there is a new podcast Instagram at that's life potty, P-O-D-D-Y. Go follow it on Instagram. Everything is is getting up and running and this is going to be the last Instagram. I just know it. I have a feeling, mostly because it's on a reliable email and that is great. Um, I love you all so much. I'm going to Tampa on Monday. I'm filming this on a Sunday. Well, actually on Tuesday because it's our spring break. So you'll be getting lots of beach content. I also maybe want to do like a little podcast photo shoot. I don't know. We'll see. I might've just said that and then it, it won't happen. So don't get your hopes up. But you know, if you see that, You were the first to hear it, and it'll be a nice surprise. So that's a little inside scoop. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I love you, Jesus loves you, and that's life.